I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. What the f***, Ralph? Who the f*** is Will Lutz? And how is he beating Connor Forbath and whatever? I just combined their names. I'm so pissed off. Alright. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. Special Sunday edition. I'm your host, Ralph Marlboro. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, they have 136-drip beers. They have a 50-foot TV. They have a late-night menu. You needed all their alcohol, everything, to survive today with the Saints. Um, as Andrew so delicately put it in his glorious voicemail when the Saints decided to go with Will Lutz's kicker earlier in the week, he factored into it. We'll get to that in a minute. The Saints lose... 35-34 to the Raiders because Jack Del Rio went for two again and beat the Saints again. He did it with the Vikings in 2002 when Culpepper fumbled the snap and walked in to the end zone. Um, horrible news first. Devin, Delvin Bro probably has a broken leg. So the Saints probably lost their second best defensive player to Cam Jordan. Um, Andrew, I'm going to take the contrarian point of view and say it, that the Saints defense didn't fall apart when, when bro went out, it fell apart because the Raiders went, you know what? If we don't get holding penalties and false starts and have first and 20 to start, we can cut through this defense like knife through a like a knife through butter. And that's what happened in the fourth quarter. The Raiders just stopped fucking up. And then it all came apart for the Saints. They had zero sacks. They had zero turnovers. They had one pressure of David Carr when they brought four, pe- brought four people. That's atrocious. I mean. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just, I, I just watched the game again, sadly. And um, 
I, I definitely do think the bro injury was significant um, because you look at when he, he left, they were targeting Ken Crawley almost singularly. I mean, almost every play. Uh, every time they would drop back to pass, they were going after Crawley and had a tremendous amount of success against him. And, you know, there were a few plays that were critical. You know, obviously the touchdown to give them a chance to tie it, uh, the fade uh, to take the lead. Um, so, you know, I, I do think the bro injury factored in, but, you know, it's just, it was really, you know, it, the, the, the script kind of flipped, right? I mean, it, part of it was the Raiders shooting themselves in the foot. The Saints actually got themselves off the field twice on that last drive. Um, and there was like a tic-tac-y holding penalty called on P.J. Williams where he, you know, he barely nicks the jersey. Yeah. And, and on a play where, you know, it was a timing route and two, you know, Cooper wasn't going to make the catch anyway. And then on fourth down later on that drive, further down the field, they have the stop on a ball that I think is uncatchable. And Robertson gets thinks, called though, that ball was uncatchable. Yeah. Don't be nothing just thinks. Like, that was yeah. – totally, he was out of no, bounds. So, I mean, you know, that, that's two penalties that I think are pretty questionable on that final drive. And, you know, this defense isn't good enough to create – to get off the field three times in a series, you know? So that, that part's frustrating. Um, but I think, you know, the run, the running play, uh, that just went for 75 yards. I mean, that really opened the window for the Raiders and that had nothing to do with Delvin bro. Like you said, I mean, that was just poor tackling. Um, Jairus bird has a clear shot at the guy, uh, misses a tackle, takes out Crawley in the process. And, uh, you know, from there, yep. Yep. Dave, uh, oh, it's my turn. It's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, just let's let's just recap this. So the Saints took a twenty-four to thirteen lead into the fourth quarter. Yes. They scored an additional touchdown and a field goal in the fourth quarter, and they still fucking lost. <laughs> Drew Brees threw for four hundred and twenty-three yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions, and they still fucking lost. Think about that for a second. Okay, but what I really want you to think about is the fact, like you mentioned, Ralph, earlier, that Jack Del Rio decided to risk looking like a complete fucking idiot. No, it was the right call. Went, it was the right call, and even if it wouldn't have worked. What? No. It was the complete I, 90, right call. Complete 99, right call. 99 times out of 100, any NFL coach is just going to take the field goal and they're going to take and the tie because they're not going to risk yeah, he's on the road and, and getting two yards against yeah. that defense at that point. Ex- exactly. But easy. Jack Del Rio went for it because he fucking knew that he could get it. He fucking knew that it was in the bag. No, I don't think he'd, I he mean, Yes, he no, fucking did. He I, knew it was a fucking cakewalk after what no. that fuck, after what <laughs> the Raiders were doing to the Saints defense in that fourth quarter. He fucking knew it. He said, I'm not going to be they're not going to be ridiculing me this week on Oakland Sports Radio because I'm fucking winning this game. Well, I mean, I'll say uh, this. That, that's, uh, that's, that's how bad the Saints defense is. It Del Rio knows it. The NFL knows it. You all better damn well know it. I will say this. He also knew that if he kicks the extra point and he goes into overtime and he loses the coin flip, there's probably 
a sixty to seventy percent chance. It doesn't matter. But he doesn't. It doesn't matter. He doesn't look like a jackass. He doesn't put his job on the line. He doesn't get ridiculed. He doesn't get second guessed in that situation. He goes by the book. He goes by the NFL coaching book, and that's what most coaches would do. But he knew the Saints' defense was so fucking terrible that that wasn't going to happen. So he went for it, and he gambled, and he won. The worst thing about that play, Andrew, was when it left Carr's hand. I was like. They're gonna Crawley's gonna get it. Like that was a tremendous catch. Like like yeah. that was probably the best. Yeah, Crawley defense. was there. The coverage was good. I mean, um, you know, he's a six-one corner, so you feel. I mean, if he's gonna make a play, you feel like that's a situation where he might be able to make the breakup. Uh, it's just you know you know we, what's frustrating. I mean, I mean, Dave mentioned the four hundred and twenty-two yards or twenty-three and, and the four touchdowns, and you know we talked about the defense. But, you know, special teams, too. It's just unbelievable to me. And how many times have we seen Breeze have epic performances like this, especially in the last three years, and it not be good enough for a win? I mean, it's just unbelievable that that Sean Payton has created this juggernaut, amazing offense. They went over 500 yards today, 34 points. And the defense, and it's not just the defense, but it's, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The special teams that they've put around Breeze and this offense are so poor that they still lose games. And that's the thing. And, I mean, I mean, I go back to, you know, special teams. You know, Lutz missed two kicks, and then he had the 20-yarder block that was barely Good. in. yeah. But then, but then the kickoff return right before the last attempt where you're in a position after a 15-yard penalty to set yourself up with incredible field position with 47 seconds left, and Murphy – has to back paddle to make a catch, so he's not. He doesn't have a running start. Then he, he bobbles the ball, which costs him probably ten yards because he doesn't field it cleanly. And then it's just an awful return, well, and they start at the twenty. Here's the th- here's the thing with the coaching. T- I thought Sean Payton, his game plan was a plus. The only thing, and I won't even people that criticize him for kicking the field goal to go up eight are insane. You have to kick the field goal there. To go up 27, you have, you have to. But here's my problem with it. They burned a timeout, I'm guessing, to think about going for it or for Drew Brees to convince him to go for it. I don't know what they did. That timeout was huge. If they'd have had a timeout yeah. at the end of the right. game, they get two more plays 
to try to kick a right. f- before they try to kick a field. That, that that's just bad, and that was the only blemish Andrew I had with the offensive game plan. I mean, besides that, it was a it was a freaking masterpiece. It, it really good. was. Yeah, I mean, gonna... I I would say you know the one downside is. You know, the deep ball to Fleener on third and four uh, where he tries to high point the ball. I think that was right before the 50-yard field That was a good play by the Raider, though. I think I saw a Raider It was a good play, but, you know, I think when you pay a tight end $7 million a year and he's one-on-one with the corner down the field and, and, you know, there's a ball up in the air like that, like, you're playing. the only target you've gotten all game. Yeah. You've got to make that play. And um, so, you know, there were little things here and there with the offense, but, um, you know, man – Coming into this game, we talked about the offensive line and how concerned we were. Uh, I really felt like they answered the call, and uh, I thought it was a tremendous performance by the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, can we go ahead? Can Dave. can we can we talk about what in the actual fuck is going on with C.J. Spiller? We I mean, can. We will. Why is he a healthy scratch? What the hell is going on? Well, here's the th- here's the thing with CJ Spiller. What is the deal? I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this argument. I made it on Twitter, but I I cut it out of my column. Andrew, you're gonna call me crazy, but this is my argument. I think CJ Spiller, of all the recent free agent signings and the extensions and what they've done in the last two to three years, I'm gonna argue CJ Spiller is the worst. And here's why: Jarris Bird, he got hurt. He's just a shell of his former self. You couldn't predict that. He just got he got hurt. He's done. Junior, they gave him the extension. Junior went crazy, okay? They, they maybe should have foreseen Junior going crazy, but if Junior hadn't gone crazy, he'd probably still be playing good. They paid Spiller a pretty good contract, and he's a healthy freaking scratch opening day. To Tavares Cadet, who they just cut and re-signed. Yeah. I think, uh, you know... I'm surprised. I, I I couldn't tell if Sean Payton was asked about this in the post game conference or not. I only got to listen to about half of it. Um, I mean, what was surprising was Brandon Coleman never really got in the game, and so the fourth receiver was Cadet. You know, he he, he was he was in the slot a lot. Um, Cadet played a, a lot in this game. I mean, I, I haven't seen the snap count yet, uh, but if you compared it to Ingram, uh, I would say it's probably pretty close. And I know he played more than Hightower, um, so. Maybe this was a matchup thing, you know, Spiller. I mean, I, I'm sorry, Cadet is is a little bit niftier, you know, especially in the passing game. He's got pretty good hands. He cuts a little bit better. Um, so I wonder if they just felt like they saw something on tape against the Raiders and they, you know, were going to use Cadet in this game specifically. Um, so I, I wonder if a different game, a different game plan, and maybe Spiller's in the mix. But I mean, you can't help but think at this point that Sean Payton just doesn't like Spiller. <sighs> would have been nice to you know get another corner with that money they paid yeah. spiller or i tell you now corner i mean again watching this game just now corner is a real problem for this <laughs> you think? now you're talking about delvin bro you know, with a broken leg and you know, pj williams i think was was average at best mediocre i thought he made a couple plays um but he looks just like a young corner out there uh, Crawley, in my opinion, was a disaster. Uh, he really struggled in this game, and you saw a little bit from Devonte Harris, but that, that's their top three corners right now. And you know, I guess they need to bring Cortland Finnegan back, and you know Sterling Moore might get some action here pretty soon. But um, the cupboard is just so bare at corner now, um, and you combine that with just zero pass rush. 
Um, none whatsoever. I mean, Cam, Cam Jordan was a ghost in this game. Uh, Paul Kruger, you know, we'll see how he does, but but not impressed with his pass rushing at all either. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if was Keta, already was, it, was that a Bali in the stadium today? I mean, and that's another guy that was just a non-factor. And so, you know, you you add to this just the number of injuries that they've had already. I mean, Rankins. Uh, Keenan Lewis, who they released because he's banged up, and now Bro and and um, you know and Swan and Kyle Wilson. I mean, their corner their cornerbacks are just decimated. You know, we we talked at the beginning of the year. You know, PJ Williams aside, Lewis, Bro, Wilson, and Swan were four of their top five guys, and they're all out. Yes, did they bring back Lewis? They brought back Jari. I mean, I, I consider it absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Keenan Lewis and Cortland Finnegan. Um, yeah, I don't know where Lewis is with his health, but um, yeah. they, they have to. Um, Dave, the offense we 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 bitched, we worried, we complained about it all during training camp, and it just looked phenomenal. Uh. How surprised what were is you? Going, what is going on with how, your how, cat? <laughs> nothing. It's just another day. Or is that, your chi- is, is that your child? No, that's the cat. Oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt. What was your yeah. question? Uh, how surprised were you with the offense looking like a juggernaut? Yeah, yeah. No, that was surprising. Uh, pleasantly surprising. Um, you know, the, 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 huge, the huge 98-yard... Uh, Pass and catch to Cooks. That was pretty awesome to watch. Longest play in Saints history from scrimmage. S- since 1967. Yeah, 50-year-old record broken today. Um, you know, I, it's it's great. The offense, like we just discussed, I mean, the offensive line looked surprisingly good. I mean, they were they were doing a lot. I'm sure Andrew noticed this, but, I mean, you know, Tim Lolito was coming in and, and checking in a, a whole bunch to help. Um, he was constantly being used uh as a you know he, he was constantly checking in as an eligible receiver um so I, i'm glad that the saints uh recognized that and were smart enough to bring in a little help um but yeah I, you know it's it's really it's really all about this defense i mean this defense just they do not know how to win a game how to finish a game how to win a game they don't know what to do with a lead um I, you guy give them credit for for playing as well as they did in the first half, but it, it just it all fell apart in the second half, and some of that was because of Bro, and some of that is just because this is just the same crap we've seen for the last two years. Nothing's changed, you know. Everybody's everybody's talked about LSU and how everything LSU just continues to, you know, do the same thing unless Miles continues to do the same thing, and I feel like it's the same situation here in New Orleans with the Saints. We just cannot break out of this this mold. Yeah, no, it's definitely, it's become a twilight zone of sorts. Yeah. Here's the thing, and I said it, and Andrew should have fired back at me. We'll get into it now, Andrew. I said that, look, it would have been great if Lutz had, Lutz had made the kick and the Saints would have won and we'd all be celebrating. But in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things, it's not going to mean much because when it all comes out in the wash, this is a six or seven win team. Even if they'd have won today, they're still a six or seven win team, especially with Bro getting hurt. Yeah, no, I, that's fair. Um, listen, the team has no pass rush and they have no cover guys. 
Um, you know, and I say that now that Bro's injured. So uh, when you combine the two together, um, that's that's a tragic flaw. That's a team that is set up to fail. And uh, we saw it last year with Brandon Browner in coverage and no pass rush to speak of. So, um, you know, look, I, I saw some things from the defense today and at times they got off the field and, and made some nice plays. And it's just too bad that it imploded the way it did in the fourth quarter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I see this like last year. I think there's going to be times where they'll luck their way into a couple turnovers and um, the Saints will – be on that day offensively and they'll get a win and there'll be a few games where uh, they'll be on the better side of shootouts like this one uh, and then there'll be a few games this year where um, the the offense won't show up and those are the games where the Saints will be blown out and it'll all add up to a seven and nine six and ten type season um, because once again uh, as much in the offseason as they try to fix this and try to pay attention to it they don't have cover guys they don't have a pass rush yeah, I mean, I think they'll I think they'll win some games just because they'll have games where Cam Jordan will get a couple of sacks and Paul Kruger, even though he was terrible today, he'll you know he'll he'll reach back into the wayback machine and have a sack and a half and they'll freak out some you know get in some turnovers. But I mean, Dave, this how do you feel about the kicker? <laughs> Look, you know, Peyton signed this guy last week yeah. because he said that he had the greatest kicking workout that he that he's ever seen. Which, let's be honest, that doesn't say much because <laughs> I don't think Sean Peyton's seen a good kicker in his life, uh, or at least he's never signed one. Um, so I, 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 that, that means nothing to me. Um, I don't blame Lutz for missing a 61-yard field game-winning field goal with two seconds left. Um, that was in, an incredible effort. I mean, in, his, in his first game ever. Uh, I don't blame him for that. Uh, it was a great kick. Uh, for those of us sitting in Section 140 on, and on the sideline where you can't necessarily see the angle, a lot of us thought it went in. Um, but we watched the replay, and, I mean, it just – it had the distance. It just missed like by, like, two feet to the left. Um, I, I don't blame him for that, but he did miss a 51 yarder. And I mean, I just feel like if you're going to, you have a guy like Kai Forbath, who's been with the team all training camp, he's looked fine. He's looked pretty good. Um, and you're going to bring in somebody else from the outside because he's had the gre- greatest workout you've ever seen. Um, then I feel like he should be able to make a 51 yarder, but, yeah. um, it sounded yeah, like mean, from, from the press conference, it, it sounded like. He's going to stick with them and give him a chance, which I guess is, is the yeah. way. To go. I mean, the guy, it's only his Look, first if, game. If, if you decide that you found a promising kicker and you run the risk, like, you know what, he might miss a critical kick because of jitters. Um, and that's an investment that maybe you're willing to make because in the long run, um, you feel like he's so talented that yeah. um, he, he's going to have longevity and, and it'll pay off or whatever. And, and I can accept that. Um, but you know, I just have to go back to the fact that, you know, Forbath has been in these moments and Connor Barth has never missed a kick in his career in the Superdome. And, you know, listen, I can forgive him for the 61 yarder, of course, but I think Saints fans are way too forgiving about the missed 50 yarder. Listen, it's, he's an NFL 
NFL kicker, and it's in the Superdome. There's no wind. You, every kicker should be able to hit from 50 in the Superdome. And I, I don't give him a pass for that miss. And I, I feel like that's a kick that four bath hits more times than not. And, um, you know, like that, that's, that's the difference in the game right there. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, he had a kick blocked and it, it went in. You know, that's got to count for something, right? Um, yeah, but I mean, like, if he gets that kick blocked and it doesn't go in, we're talking about bringing Forbath to to tomorrow. You know, is a block is a blocked kick his fault or is it or is it the guys I thought it the trajectory. I mean, he kind of line drived it. Yeah. Um. I mean. The defense, you know, Andrew, we always say, well, they win seven games and they've had two of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL the last two years. So they can at least win six or seven games. But last year their schedule was so easy. This year the schedule looks a little bit harder. Has your outlook changed any after a week? We don't know about the schedule, man. I mean, we don't know what starting quarterbacks go down. Um, Look, a lot can change, you know. Atlanta looked horrible today. Um, so that's feeling good for a couple wins. Um, you know, Carolina looks like a team the Saints could split with, potentially. Uh, I saw some real concerning things about Carolina's interior defense and their ability to stop the run. You see yeah. Jay Anderson ran all over them. So, um, look, I mean, these teams, you look at them on paper and you look how they were a year ago and uh, they seem like obvious losses. But the way the Saints offense played today, uh, they're they're going to be able to put up points and score on pretty much anyone. The Giants' defense didn't impress me today, really. They won, but yeah. Dallas moved the ball I mean, on them. They just couldn't finish. We, we knew Cooks and Sneed were pretty special. Um, but, oh, man, Michael, Michael, Tom- oh. Michael Thomas looks awesome, and Sneed oh, looks better, and Cooks looks better. I mean, this offense c- could be Oh, and by the way, it's, tot- it's totally forgotten because the Saints lost. But that play that Michael Thomas made where Sneed fumbles – and Michael Thomas is hustling, running full out, and just scoops the ball up, which I actually thought was the right play because I think if he would have dove, he would have like slid, and maybe the ball goes out the end zone mm. and all this weird stuff. I don't. I thought it was risky. I don't. I like mean, it. whatever. That should have been a fire drill. He made the play, and to he do made, it on the, the dead, yeah. to, to do it on the dead run and scoop that ball up like that was friggin' amazing. And the the play he made where he just stopped and just like cut. I mean. That dude is going to be unf- if if he- if Breeze can get health stay healthy for like three more years. That dude is going to be a freaking animal. And oh by the way, the Raiders had no answer for Cooks. They were interfering. I mean, some of the uh, two of the pass interference calls he got were kind of ticky tacky. But two more of them were just like Brandon Cooks just beat me. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna grab Jersey. You know, yeah. the, how good Andrew? How good are I'm gonna call them the triplets? How good is Cooks, Thomas, and Snead gonna be? Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. And now that that tape's out there, um, that's got to be scary for defenses because you're you're looking at these three receivers and you're thinking, okay, Thomas is a guy that has ability after the catch and he has huge hands and, uh, you know, even tight coverage doesn't promise you a breakup because he he seems to catch the ball so well. Uh, Cooks, you, you almost have to have safety help over the top every time or he's going to beat you deep. He's just too fast. And Snead is just an unbelievable route runner, great hands. Um, This is, in my opinion, the best receiving core the Saints have ever had. Um, Certainly the best top three. 
Um, and I, I think it's better than Colston and anyone else he's played with. And here's the thing. The Raiders' front seven besides Mac isn't that great, but their corners, Hayden and Smith, who they paid a boatload of money to, are pretty good. And Cooks well, roasted Smith. Hayden was the bust of a first-round pick, but um, wow. there was somebody else they paid. They paid Smith, and he, he got roasted yeah. on the 98-yard touchdown. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I, I want to be. I mean, I think Fleener. You know, I think games like this will come for him too. You know, I, I think you know he was very quiet today, and they liked other matchups. But um, you know, lost in the shuffle here is that Kobe Fleener could easily have a eight reception for ninety yards and two touchdown games here in the next couple of weeks. And so, um, Breeze has a lot of weapons. Yeah. And Dave, back to the depressedness of the defense. Um, if you're Dennis Allen, what are you doing? Are you are you blitzing? Are you drinking? Or are you doing lines of coke? Like, what is your what is your point? You're doing your, all of the above. Nah, yes. Well, yeah, you're speedballing. No, um, you're, you're definitely <laughs> you're definitely doing lines of coke to stay awake because you're not sleeping this week. I, I I have to imagine that it is tense. I was just thinking about this. I have to imagine that it that the tension is palpable in the coach's room, uh, you know, because like we've been saying, Peyton has put together, you know, yet another year of what's going to be a top five offense, and he's putting up 34 points or whatever. Mm. And, you know, and he's got to be looking across the table at Dennis Allen and, and thinking, why the fuck can't you just, you know, give me a little something to work with here? I'm doing... I'm, I'm upholding my end of the deal here, and you are not upholding your end of the deal. Um, you know, so it's got to it's got to be tense, and I, I got to think that Dennis Allen is. Um, uh, if if we continue to see the same stuff we've seen for the last two years, I got to think Dennis Allen will be uh, on the hot seat for sure. So, some somebody somewhere has to have an answer for this, um, because it's 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 just been it's been multiple coaches now. Um, yeah, along with Spiller, um, you, you know, two notable things um, that I would say about this game. First off, hats off to, I mean, really Zach Streif and Teron Armstead, but but mostly Teron Armstead. I mean, he completely dominated Khalil Mack. And when you talk about one of the best pass rushers in the league, and Teron Armstead is an elite tackle, and he showed it in this game. And his, I don't know what was wrong with him. His contract was game. a fantastic idea. Yes. But I, I, clearly he's, he's fine now because he played like a Pro Bowl left tackle, and it, it was incredibly impressive. Um, the other thing I will say is Stefan Anthony, uh, kind of like C.J. Spiller, what happened? Um, you know, he makes one good play in the backfield yep. late in the game, but, but besides that, I hardly saw him on the field. And again, I guess it's a matchup thing, but, man, you spent a first-round pick on that guy, and they're not even using him. So Andrew, what would you do if you're if you're Dennis Allen? What would you, what what do you oh, try to from, do? Well, I thought there were point. there were I thought there were some blitz plays um, where they just kind of got unfortunate, um, you know, and and Carr was able to escape the pocket um, and get out of there. Um, but that those were the times where they were disruptive. Um, whenever they rushed for, they were completely stonewalled. Um, and I would say that's really concerning when you consider the Raiders had two injuries. And they were moving guys around, and they had a couple backups in there. Uh, so, you know, their offensive line is good, but, you know, they were Not moving they guys were missing around. Two guys yeah, they had backups in there. So that, that's really concerning. But uh, clear, it, 
clear to me in this game the Saints cannot get pressure with the front four. Um, so, yeah, the, look, they have young guys. They've got to get to the quarterback. I mean, you give any quarterback time, especially with young corners like this, it's a death sentence. So uh, I, I think he's just – Dennis Allen has to be uber aggressive here and just blitz all the time. What's the point of Jairus Bird? Either one of you can answer. <laughs> I, the, I the, There is none. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm like putting together – I'm trying to put together something here to, to write, but it's like – if, if this, I, I, if the Saints feel like they have to play Jarris Bird because of how much they've paid him, I, I just want them to know that it's okay. They don't have to. I, I feel like they're <laughs> they're hurting the team at this point by doing so. I, I mean, they they may as well just. I, I just want them to cut their losses, admit they were wrong, admit they fucked up, um, sit them on the bench. The, the money's spent already anyway. So yeah. it doesn't matter. You, it, it, you might as well get somebody else out there, Von Bell or whoever, and get him out there, um, get him playing. I, I have to think it's got to be an improvement. He is just – he's every week he's got the best seats to the, in the house to the game. He just sits back there and he just watches everything. I don't understand it. He's, hey. he's never in position to make a play on any deep ball. He's, 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 it, it just it boggles my mind. Hey. He's, out, he's on an island for no hey. reason at all. Andrew, this just popped in my head, and I'm a little, I drank a little bit at the game, and I had a flight, and I drank on the flight, so I'm a little tipsy, so just, you know, let me, if you, if you say, if it's crazy, you tell me, but I think it's crazy, but it, it might be the only solution we've got. I think Dennis Allen, he studied under Greg Williams, and I know you're going to think it's crazy, but I think they need to go 2011 Roman Harper and unleash him and blitz him like crazy. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I saw Harper at one point blitz, and uh, you know it didn't really work. So it was tried in that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, he needs the blitz, and Harper's probably one of the best at it on the team. So sure. I mean, they're not they're, the teams aren't give, they're not going to be able to trade or anything for a corner or anything. It's it's done, right? I mean, it's it's right. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I just think, what assets do they really have? You know, I mean, C.J. Spiller is a guy they don't use, but I just don't see a team trading for a 29-year-old running back with that salary. You know, um, so yeah, no, San Diego they lost a receiver today. They lost Keenan Allen, so yeah, that wouldn't work. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. Um, as we got some Twitter questions, um, this is, um, who wants to put it together a GoFundMe to get Sproul's wife to lay off the fucking curse? That's from Brian. <laughs> and Dave, you going to take that one? <laughs> uh, wait, what, what, what was the question? How much is it going to cost? Yeah, should who, we start who, a good? Who, should we start a GoFundMe? Oh, a GoFundMe. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who that nation needs to get together, pool our resources, uh, yeah. and make this happen. Um, Andrew, this is from Reichert. Odds that are better: a fat zit faced thirteen year old kid touching a boob, or a Saints defender touching a quarterback. Uh, definitely the former. <laughs> yeah. Do the Saints? I mean, 
I, I'm still waiting for the first sack of the season. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen next well, week. Well, we did have somebody ask this last week. What happens first? The Saints have three sacks on defense or give up less than three sacks. And I think they only gave up two sacks today, right? So they just, well, no, technically, well, one was, uh, there was a defensive holding, so it didn't count. So there was just the fumble that, yeah. that one sack. Yeah. Um, do the saints even know what defense is at this point? Apparently not. I will not <laughs> lie. Um, we're going freaking about freaking out about football. ass. we're going seven and nine this year. Aren't we? Yeah, At this point, I think that's would a be, positive that would be optimistic. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is from Robert. Dave, do we bring in another cornerback in? Even if healthy, Keenan, Keenan coming back would be pretty awkward after venting on Allen. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if Keenan Lewis is coming back, but uh, Finnegan is. Yeah, yeah, Finnegan's coming back for sure. I would say. Um, but, I mean, the bad news is, like, none of these guys are really going to make a difference. I mean, they would have to trade for somebody that's if they, you know, if they want to make a, a difference here. At this yeah. point, they're just trying to stop the leak. I mean, they've got to – they've got to not be atrocious. Um, yep, that's it. No, the that's pass rush. the end of your the, sentence. The they pa- just have to stop being atrocious. They have to stop being atrocious in the pass rush. I mean, the, the, the corners, they're so – young at corner they can't have the worst pass rush in the nfl and super young corners that's just like right. a toxic combination you know and I, and I said i said this before i mean and uh, you know and i'm not the first person or the only person that said it but yeah i mean if they got some at least a little bit of goddamn help from the front seven uh i think that i think that our cornerbacks would look a lot better yeah all right that's the questions before we get out of here we have to predict next week's game, unfortunately, even though we don't know yeah. injuries and all that. The Giants are a five-point favorite against the Saints next week. The Saints are on the road in the Meadowlands. Andrew, who you got? Well, the Giants played pretty well defensively uh, against the Cowboys today, um, so I don't know that we'll be lucky enough to see the same defense as a year ago, uh, the 52-49 game. Um, oh, yeah, Jesus. I mean, I, I just think Eli Manning – lit that defense up like a Christmas tree and Breeze tied an NFL record with seven touchdown passes and almost lost. Yeah. Uh, It it took a, it took a last second Kai Forbath field goal to win it. So um, I, I mean, there, there's no telling how many yards and points Eli Manning and Odell Beckham (laughs) Jr. Put up on this defense. Um, You know, I still believe in the Saints' offense, and I, I still think uh, I think this will be a shootout. Um, but um, you know, I think the Saints go zero two. I really Dak do. Dak Prescott was twenty five of forty five for two hundred twenty seven yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Dallas ran for one hundred and one yards, and um, the Giants had no sacks. So that's encouraging. Um, well, Dallas has a great line. Yeah, um, that is true. But yeah, I'll, I'll say. I mean, I, I think the Giants could put up fifty on the Saints. I'm not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll say fifty to <laughs> fifty to thirty. Dave. Um, I, you know, I don't think my prediction is going to be too far off. Um, 
I, I look. I think this season, I think we're in for a lot of what we saw last season. I think we're. I think we're going to see every quarterback, every opposing quarterback, look like uh, Tom Brady, uh, you know, and Peyton Manning put together. If they had a baby, um, yeah, I, I just I. So if if the Saints are going to be in this game at all or win this game, they're going to have to put up an ungodly amount of points and it's probably going to have to look something like it did last year but uh i'm gonna go with giants and uh 50s a little ridiculous um <laughs> i'm gonna go with giants uh you say that 40, now 42 saints 35 i'm gonna be contrarian here and it's early in the week so mm. I, but i'm gonna say saints 31 giants mm-hmm. 21 you're and out of I'm, your mind. I'm just going to say, look. 21 th- points, Odell Beckham. Well, here's the, th- here's the thing. The Saints are going to run the ball. They're going to control the clock. And um, Eli's going to have a tip pass. Cam Jordan will have a nice game. And the Saints will run ass backwards into two or three turnovers. Just because. You know, just because everybody and their mother is going to be talking about 52-49, 52-49. It's a fantasy extravaganza. Start everybody. And it won't live up to the hype. That's my prediction. So the Saints will be 1-1 uh, one one coming home to Atlanta. So maybe we'll have a little hope. But anyway. You guys you guys want a little uh, silver lining? What's that? You guys want some good news? What's that? So, you know, opposing quarterbacks against the New Orleans Saints last year uh, had an a- average QB rating of one sixteen point two. Yeah, David Carr didn't hit hundred. He, yes, he, he he was ninety eight point ninety eight point five. Oh, so yeah, so uh, they lowered the average today of one sixteen. David Carr. Okay, wait, it's not Almost, David Carr. It's who is it? Sorry, Derek. Derek. <laughs> Derek, David, whatever. No one cares. We're not going to care. You're not going to care about. Uh, the I'm pretty sure Raiders fans would care. No, we're but not going to. But think about we, how Carr played today, and then consider that his rating was, let's see, 21 points lower than what the defense last year gave up. Think about this. They, we're not going to care about the Raiders until we're planning our road trip to Vegas in four years when they're playing there. That's all I have to say. So if I call him Derek, I call him Marty, I call him whatever. Oh, you know? um, yeah. So, Just don't call him late for supper. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't that impressed with David Carr. I felt like even though the Saints had no Derek pressure Carr. on Derek, whatever, he was jittery. And I will keep <laughs> Derek Carr. I felt like he was jittery in the pocket, even though the Saints had no pressure on him at all. Um. So anyway, that's did guys, the. Did you guys think the Saints should have run the ball more? I mean, uh, did Sean Payton shit in the woods? I mean, I don't, I don't even know mean, what that do meant. we? But I mean, no. like, like, what would running what what would running the ball more have gotten them? You think? Like, keep, keep the defense off the field. Yeah, I mean, keep I keep more clock. I mean, I I guess so. I mean, that you could argue. Like, I, I mean, you know, the Saints' offense has been number one or or one of the top, and you know, after this game, they had over five hundred yards. So I'm assuming. After week one, they're going to be a, a top three offense. Yep. Um, but I, how I just wonder how much of that, I mean, at least to some extent, has to factor into why the defense gives up so much yardage. Yeah. I mean, I, I think they're just on the field more because the Saints score quickly and they don't take a lot of time off the clock because 
of the incomplete pass. If they do complete it, it's huge gains. Um, so I don't know. I, I wonder um, if this quick scoring, fast pass offense is exposing they, the defense a little they, bit. They did play at almost – I mean the Saints, people don't realize, you know, they think of like Chip Kelly as like the super fast break playing at warp speed. But the Saints – play at a super high pace and run a ton of plays and so does new england but man andrew i felt like the saints were playing they like sean payton like turned the knob to 10 and like broke it off today to like (laughs) to try to play at warp speed to try to help the offensive line maybe or whatever but that is a good point i mean you know they they were not anything about the saints offense was really fun today and great but it wasn't about ball control at all yeah um so that's the show for today. Kevin couldn't join us, uh, but you know it's why sad. not? What's his deal? It's sad. I don't know what to tell you, people. The de- it's we've been we've been living we've been living this for a decade, man. All offense, no defense. I don't know, but anyway, go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got re- Brian had the recap. Andrew will have the grades. You'll have the grades up tomorrow, Andrew. Uh, probably offense tomorrow. Your podcast is thrown off my schedule. Yes, I pal. Know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll probably do offense tomorrow, uh, and then uh, you'll probably get defense and special teams on uh, Tuesday morning. And Dave will have something on Canal Street Chronicles written by him this week, Dave? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to promise anything. All right. So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, who was MIA, uh, I'm Ralph. Uh, until next week, the bar is closed. <laughs>